Hey there, boss. This is Jeff Mendelson, host of the One Big Tip podcast. And I am so excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program, where I teach you how to fast track your lead gen by having more conversations with your targeted clients, even if you have no list, audience, or paid ads. Head on over to agentsofpod.com slash hero, and let me show you how to be the superhero in your own business. I am also actively seeking guests for this podcast. If you know someone who is currently six figures or more in their business and they have an actionable, tangible, and measurable tip to share, please let them know about it. Just go to onebigtip.com slash guest for information on how to be a guest. I can't wait to hear from you. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. My name is Jeff Mendelson, and this is the One Big Tip Podcast. My guest today is Matthew Turner. Matthew is an author who wrote his latest book, Beyond the Pale, on the back of interviewing hundreds of successful entrepreneurs, authors, investors, and thought leaders. As well as writing books, Matthew ghostwrites articles and books for other successful entrepreneurs as well. Beyond the Pale is about a fast-paced millennial that is always switched on, ready to work, and dreams of changing the world. It takes you on a journey to discovery and gives insight into the business world. It looks at one powerfully successful entrepreneur's road to riches and examines the soul beneath the quest for answers by finding out how to ask the right questions. I'm really excited to have this conversation. Matthew, thank you so much for joining me and welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Jeff. A real pleasure to be here. Delighted that you invited me on. And yes, I'm excited to not only share some insights into the book, but, you know, into this sort of one big tip. So, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. So uh, do me a favor. Tell the audience a little bit about who you are and what makes you so amazing. Well, you did such a wonderful job of introducing me there. But yeah, I suppose the underlying aspect of my world is writing. So I am a writer for my own books. As you um, said, last summer, I produced my fifth book called Beyond the Pale. So I've been writing like pretty much full time in some capacity for about 10 years now. And my journey began probably seven or eight years before then. So I've been on a trial and error path in terms of writing. I've always had that storytelling gene, but writing wasn't something that necessarily came naturally to me. It wasn't something that I learned at school per se. I learned through a lot of trial and error, doing the work, listening to editors, rinse and repeat. And several million words later, you know, here I am with several books under my belt, as well as ghostwriting for others as well. So these days I split my time between writing for myself, but also writing as other people, whether that's a book, or whether it's in the form of emails and articles, a little bit of copywriting overlap there, but most of what I do is ghostwriting, which is very exciting. I get to work with some incredible people. I get to learn a great deal by almost literally stepping into their minds and trying to write and impersonate them. I've learned so much through that process and it's been amazing because it's had an impact on my life. And when something impacts my life, it then impacts my writing. So yeah, it all blends with one another. What's interesting about the ghostwriting aspect and then borrowing some of those uh, lessons learned, you know, when you're working for other clients and then you bring it into your own wheelhouse is that it really gives you a fresh perspective 
on yes. what is interesting and what is moving and how other people make money and how other people are successful. What would you say is, is like one of the more poignant aspects of being able to bring in the aspects of the ghostwriting into, you know, into the books that you yourself author? Yeah, well, they feed one another. So, I mean, the one constant in all this is like, you know, that, that brain of mine in between my ears, I've grown in confidence, especially over the last couple of years, when someone hires me to, you know, write, whether it's an article or a book, they're doing so because I'm bringing something unique to the table. So it's finding that balance between owning my voice and my style because they're hiring me for a reason, but then being very open and always thinking about how I can bring their language, their style, their mannerisms into the words to form those sentences and those paragraphs and those chapters and those narratives. So I'm constantly bringing myself into the projects, client or my own, but I'm constantly bringing their stories and anecdotes into both my projects and their own. So it is, it's something that fuels one another. And I feel it helps me learn as a writer all the time. And it's constantly making me curious because whenever I work with a new entrepreneur, they're just bringing new thoughts into it. Usually they're further along the road than me. You know, they're hiring me because they don't have the time, but they do have the money. So they're further along than me in many ways, and I'm learning them. I'm able to step into the shoes of someone who may be, you know, two, three, five, ten years further down that road with me. So it's interesting because I'm constantly able to reflect on that and think, what can I learn from this person? Where am I able to relate to them? Where am I not able to relate to them? And then why is that? So that curiosity fuels a lot in me. You know, it's, I'm a very curious person. My mind is always switched on. And sometimes that's a good thing. Sometimes that's less so a good thing. But it's always beneficial in terms of my writing because, yeah, it fuels the inspiration at all times. You know, one of the interesting things about, you know, about your style of writing and what, what you're trying to bring to the market is, you know, a better understanding of what it takes to connect with other people. Right. And that's really what entrepreneurship is all about. You know, we're, we're all about pushing, you know, a new product, a new way of thinking, you know, a new modality into getting more work done faster, doing it smarter, not working so hard, you know, things like that. There's a lot of stuff that goes into it. And I can tell you from my experience, you can really get lost in that hustle. Right. Oh, you yeah. can really get lost, you know, thinking about, well, you know, I'm going to work out of any local we work around the world and I'm going to make it happen for myself. And then what you end up doing is, you know, you sort of get lost in the, well, am I going to work from the beach with the beautiful view or am I going to work out of a big city? You know, how do you keep that, uh, uh, that hustle, that energy going, but also how are you going to make it happen for your clients? Because at the end of the day, you are there to serve you know, to serve your clients and, you know, in a very specific capacity. And tell me a little bit about what it is that you've learned by working with these entrepreneurs and bringing it over into this book and being able to synthesize it into something that, you know, people can actually relate to, learn from and take advantage of. Sure. It all began with one of my previous books called The Successful Mistake. I interviewed 160 odd people for that book, uh, many of them like we're doing now over like Zoom, Skype, as it was back then. And I asked them about their biggest failure or their biggest mistake and the lessons they learned from that and how it set the foundations for success and growth and progression. I learned so much 
during that process. But one of the biggest takeaways was successful people understand what success means to them. And usually when they were making that mistake or that failure, they, they were following another version of success that someone else placed on them, whether it was a parent or a teacher, friends, the media, society's general outlook on what success is. When it started to click into place was when they just took a step back and defined success on their terms. That was a game changer for me because I realized I too had been following a version of success placed upon me, pushed onto me. So that made me curious. I was like, okay, well, if that isn't what success is for me, what does success look like for me? And that took me on a journey where I dove into whole hosts of personal development around mindset and habits and, you know, peeking into my past and doing therapy and a lot of things to really kind of start to understand what's going on inside here. Because there was a lot of beliefs in there. There was a lot of stories which weren't necessarily true. So I step-by-step step began to better appreciate what success meant to me. I also began to understand that it's malleable and that it's not set in stone and that we go through different chapters in life. And as we transition from one to another, success is always changing. And this made me very curious about our relationship with work and in an umbrella, the hustle how we're constantly saying yes to things that we shouldn't necessarily be saying yes to, how we're constantly doing more and more and more, because that's just our default setting. And that is really what inspired me to write Beyond the Pale. I always liked this idea of one day writing a book where I would combine my passions for both fiction and nonfiction into some kind of fable, because books like The Alchemist really inspired me. And brought a whole lot of lessons to life in ways that a normal how-to nonfiction never would or could. And Beyond the Pale ignited within me once I started to assess my relationship with the hustle. And it, yeah, ignited the character that is Ferdinand and his journey. I'm very different to Ferdinand. Ferdinand is certainly not me, but a lot of this stuff that Ferdinand goes through over the course of the book, a lot of the questions he has, a lot of the frustrations, a lot of the feelings, they were what I had at the time. And in some cases I still do. So it fueled that. So I was walking alongside Ferdinand, experimenting along the way. And in the sequel to Beyond the Pale, I'm doing exactly the same thing. So me and Ferdinand, very different people, but we're kind of like holding each other's hand guiding each other along the way to try and better understand like what is the hustle like what is our relationship to work why are we so programmed into working harder and longer out of you know the fear of missing out out of fear of getting it wrong and it's been a fascinating rabbit hole to dive into you know i love the way you articulated that because you know as i'm thinking about my journey my definition of success has changed many times Right. Yeah. Um, I can count maybe about five or six times I've had to reinvent myself in my career already, you know, between being laid off all these different times, starting my entrepreneurial journey, you know, just trying to figure out like, okay, I just got fired from my last job. How am I going to afford my Starbucks habit? Right. How am I going to pay the mortgage? And, <laughs> and then, you know, like, uh, you know, going through other stuff, well, you know, now I want to travel more and, and that became very important to me. Right. So how am I going to make that happen while servicing all those other responsibilities that I have, being a dad, 
being a, a you know, being a, a successful project manager for my, uh, you know, for my businesses, making sure that the people that uh, work with me are, you know, have the tools that they need in order for them to succeed and feel and feel great and fulfilled with the, uh, you know, with the work that I'm giving them. One of the things that I found was interesting was, you know, the concept of letting go of letting go of what was important to me before and, you know, sort of articulating what is important to me now and what is good, you know, and also doing a little bit of planning, what's going to be important to me in the future. For example, you know, like my kids are starting to age out. They're going to start going to university. Right. And that means they're not going to be home. And if they're not going to be home, then that means I, I, I don't need to be home. Right. It, yeah. You know, if they're going to be away at university. I can, you know, come to London for a month or I can, you know, go hang out in some other, you know, in some other locale or, you know, just whatever, you know, and just make it happen and start, you know, working on myself. How do you see, you know, people that when they are in that precipice of, you know, starting another phase of their life of, of uh, you know, sort of morphing that idea of what success means to them from, you know, from one to the other. How do you see uh, entrepreneurs articulating that and how, like, what advice would you give them or would Ferdinand give them, you know, from your parable? It's interesting. And yeah, the, the relationship between one defining success to you and constantly assessing your relationship with the hustle, they kind of go hand in hand because the hustle is around us. Like you are going to be at the mercy of the hustle always because the hustle isn't just this idea of working 12, 15 hour days. That's a toxic part of it. But really when I think about the hustle, I think about our ever connected world. So right now someone's watching this, listening to it, their phone's probably within arm's reach. They may even be listening to this as they're scrolling through social media. Within a couple of minutes, you can get an edited version of 10, 20, 30 people's lives. We're constantly comparing ourselves to others. We're constantly able to access our email. We're constantly able to go onto Slack. We're constantly able to go onto Facebook Messenger, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So there's always that pressure. There's always that temptation to be able to do a little bit more. Because yesteryear, when you left the office, you couldn't do work unless you took it home with you. Like most people had to leave their work in the office because that was the only way they were able to access it. They weren't constantly able to see all these other people's seemingly perfect lives because they only saw who they saw. They didn't have this incredible little computer in the palm of their hands where they were able to see dozens, hundreds, thousands of other people in the space of 24 hours. So the hustle today is like on steroids. We're constantly connected. We constantly have access to it. So it isn't going anywhere. So you have to constantly assess your relationship with it. Because if you don't, it will get you. You will find yourself caught up into it. So you will find yourself working longer, harder, saying yes to a few more things in the pursuit of this, that, and the other. And if you're doing that, you don't have the bandwidth to take a step back and go, hmm, what does success mean to me? Is the definition of success the same today as it was when I went through this exercise two years ago, three years ago, five years ago? So if you don't have the time to do that, then you will start to default to society's version of success. So you'll start to go, well, maybe I'll feel happier if I upgrade the car. Maybe I'll feel happier if I buy this. 
Maybe I'll be happier if I reach back. So the fuel one another. It's really difficult to escape the hustle unless you appreciate what success means to you because you don't have a greater depth of purpose. But then it's really difficult to define success on your terms if you don't take a step away from the hustle. So you can't have one without the other. And I'm hoping that kind of gives you a little bit of a, an insight into like the first step. It's just becoming aware of that, going, wow, if I'm caught up in a hustle, I can't define success. And if I don't define success, I probably aren't going to escape the hustle. So it's just having that appreciation, having that awareness, and then having the desire and the commitment to go, okay, I want these two things. I don't want to be caught up in a hustle, constantly comparing myself to someone else. And I also don't want to be following a version of success that might mean absolutely nothing to me. I want to make my life mean something. I want to pursue something that when I reach it, is going to put a smile on my face rather than, is this it? Because that's what happens to most people. They achieve success, quote unquote. And then they reach it and go, now what? Don't you want to actually reach it and go, yeah, this is good. I'm happy with where I am right now. Okay, now I can move on to the next thing, but I'm appreciative of where I am right now. So that's kind of like the foundations of doing it, about the starting block of appreciation. You, you know, I wanted to dive in a little bit on um, the manifestation of Ferdinand, you know, this, uh, this avatar that you created in order to walk through this journey. How did that come about in terms of, you know, why wasn't it Matthew? Why wasn't it someone else? Why did it have to be, you know, this particular avatar? Was there something, you know, was there some kind of relationship you were trying to dissect or was it just trying to find someone or something more relatable that would relate to more people? How did that come about? Yeah. The one thing all my books have in common, novels, nonfiction, like Beyond the Pale, a bit of it in between, they are all driven by some kind of pain, some kind of question, some kind of curiosity that is inside me at that given time. And for me, I best learn when I take a little bit of pressure off of me. Like if I just throw myself into, you know, transforming and finding myself by just doing the thing, I find that very pressure filled. And I also find it's not a good way for me to learn. I've always been a good learner when I'm able to apply what I'm experimenting and exploring and then put it into my own words. So whenever I approach a book and Beyond the Pale was no different, I'm trying to explore something. So in this case, one of the overarching themes was this idea of a hustle and my relationship with it. And, I've, and I better digest it and I better understand it and I better appreciate it if I'm able to create a story out of it. And what better way to do that than being able to create some fictional character who shares certain similarities to me and shares certain traits as me, but is also very different to me. I'm able to explore what I want to explore and have certain out-of-body experiences. And that's just how I personally digest it as a writer. It's personally how I'm able to better expand and grow as a person when I'm able to write it, when I'm able to explore it and live it as like this external avatar that is Ferdinand. Like I say, we share certain similarities. We're walking hand in hand, but I'm not Ferdinand and he ain't me. Does that make sense? It does. It does. Thank you so much for, uh, for explaining that part. Matthew, where can people find out more 
about you, fi find out more about the book, and how can they reach out to you directly if they want to learn more? Yeah, the perfect place is beyondbook.co. That's beyondbook.co. You'll be able to get um, read the first couple of chapters of Beyond the Pale for free on that site to get a feel for whether you would like to uh, embark on a journey with Ferdinand. And then if you do, there's all the links to the book itself and where to buy it and whatnot. There's also links on there to my Instagram and Facebook and things of that nature. So if you have any kind of questions, if this has sparked some kind of curiosity in you, I'd love to hear from you. So please like drop me a DM, you know, slide in on in there and let me know, like ask away. I'm always delighted to you know hear people who have listened to some kind of podcast or video like we're doing now. And they've had that curiosity spark. So please don't be shy. Like reach out to me. I'd love to chat. You got it. Matthew, thank you for joining me today. It's been a lot of fun, you know, not only to talk about your journey and how sort of dissect, you know, some of the other aspects of, you know, succeed where we fail and, you know, where we can make it happen. So thank you for joining me today. Thank you. Been a real pleasure. And yeah, it's a wonderful rabbit hole. It's full of twists and turns, but yeah, I certainly encourage anyone listening and watching to this to take that step. It brings your life more purpose and what better way to live than that, right? Exactly. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to the One Big Tip podcast. If you're a six to eight figure entrepreneur, business coach, or speaker who would like to be on this show, we need to talk. The audience for this podcast is hungry for experts and professionals who want to share their knowledge with this world. So if you're ready to share your actionable and measurable one big tip, please go to onebigtip.com slash guest and let's get your story out there. I am also crazy excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program. With this program, I show busy entrepreneurs the strategies that I use to have warm conversations with my dream clients, keep my calendar book solid, and consistently have potential clients at the ready, all anxiously waiting to speak with me every single week. Head on over to agentsofpod.com slash hero and let me show you how to be the superhero in your business today. Lastly, I have a huge ask for you. Could you please share this with your audience on social media? The stories and connections that I make on this podcast have helped thousands of people, sometimes in the most profound ways. And you never know if your small action today will be the one that kickstarts your friend, a family member, or even yourself into taking massive action and starting the next multi-million dollar business. It'll be your way of just paying it forward. My name is Jeff Mendelson. You can find me on all the major social channels like LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Thank you so much for listening.